Welcome to the Rogues Alliance Actual Play Podcast, where a few friends sit down every two weeks to play some games and record the fun for you, the listeners. Still stinging from their betrayal at the hands of Dietlam Dolo, the team doesn't have long to decide what to do next before they find themselves once again under fire from the evil forces of the Imperial Navy. Can our heroes survive another ambush? Find out in Episode 12, Hot Pursuit. Hey, I guess, so welcome back. And uh, we are short one player tonight. James is not with us, so Obi-Wan will be someone in the background. But if there is something, some event, something comes up where you feel that Obi-Wan would be involved or, sorry, I should say Zero B1, keep it separate from any <laughs> possible Jedis, anything that Zero B1 might be involved in that you can think of when it comes to helping your character and like that, please do call it out and make suggestions. We'll represent it through boost and setback. All right. Let's go around and let everyone know who is here. So, as always, I'm Jamie, and I'll be your GM today. I'm Andrew. I'm playing Davik Ulat, the Duros Engineer Mechanic. I'm Brittany. I'm playing Cass Wakehoit, the Ace Gunner, who is also a Squadron Leader. I'm Ryan, and I'm playing Chad Lackbrett, the Ace Driver. I'm Jason, and I'm playing Vec Tilma, the Human Demo Man. Everybody remember that my obligation was double tap? Yep. So I'm down four, the lot's down two. Yep. Hooray! That's your threshold, not what your number's at. Alright, so when we last left off, (laughs) things had gone a bit sideways on you. After a a nice and fairly uneventful, if we're being honest, I mean eventful, but in the grand scheme of things, low-key trip to Corellia, and a rather fun night out. There were some drinks had, some friendships strengthened, and then you were sent on a uh, blue milk run to Duros to uh, do some... Just don't forget the smooching. Yes, it's true. Yeah. yeah. Some, I would just some... call that friendship building. Yeah, some, <laughs> some romance sparked. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you were sent on a blue milk run to do some uh, repairs on uh, equipment that the Dolo Corporation had over Duros. Repairs went stunningly. Some... Bonds for the Rebellion were even strengthened there as well. And then you were given a message from Gar's dad that said that he gave Prince Valen to the Empire and told you to run really far because you no longer had safe haven with him because he gave the prince to the Empire. Was it a day after we left? I thought we'd been working for a week because like, yeah. it's a couple days out. And... Yeah. yeah, so it was about five or six days ago. It, well, it was about five or six days. It was a span since you left to when you found out. When exactly in that span? Who knows? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Didn't feel free to tell you. (laughs) So I I believe, if I remember correctly, we left things off with Gar had just punched Zero B1, who had used his body to stop him from punching Vec. Before storming off, Vec stormed off as well. I believe everyone else remained in the lounge area of the Platinum Minarch. And we left with Jad asking Cass what their next move was, and the response was, fucked if I know. So, we are going to uh, pretty much pick up right there. Well, I'm trying to not allow Alan's intervening week to influence this too much, to still play off the, the heat of the moment. So, I guess I'm looking for you to tell me when 20 minutes in character has passed. Because uh, I figure that is Gar's cooling period. I will do that for you. Yeah. There's a lot of bulkheads. Yeah, every now and again, you guys are hearing like clunk. You have a nice like aluminum thud noise. They can go like punctuate the conversation that these guys are having. <laughs> every time it happens, Jad will just kind of cringe a little bit. Yeah, there's a few dents in the bulkhead. Wrecking my ship. 
Technically, it's his ship. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the pilot. It's my ship in my head. <laughs> I like to think that the few, maybe the few swoops that Jad did drive, I would almost get the feeling that like. Davik did actually have ownership on. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I mean, that's Only exactly... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it would be. It would yeah, be like, like, if it wasn't, like, know. corporate owned by sponsor, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like fighter jets. Like, you know, look at those, you know, the crew chief thinks it's his jet, yeah. and the pilot thinks it's his yeah, jet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you do to my ship? Your ship. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I enjoy that we're having these awkward moments of silence, because I kind of feel like that's actually what's happening yeah. on the Mayanok right yeah. now. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, Vec is... Essentially laying on his bed with that extra blaster pack and just like pulling pieces off of it and then putting it back, pulling pieces off and putting it back, just trying to sort of do something with his hands other than play with the radium charge <laughs> around somewhere. That's probably not the best thing to tinker with when you're mad. Yep. And uh, it is worth noting, considering the obligation that we rolled last week, that I remind everyone that you all have feelings about the Dolo family in one way or another. Maybe you feel guilty or responsible or defensive. Maybe you were absolutely pissed off at them. Maybe you were focusing all of that rage towards Delam or towards Gar or anything at all. But whatever the cause is, each of you are suffering mentally from that. And in Gar's case, it is particularly bad with a four-drop strain Everyone else has a drop of two. So make sure that is noted. <laughs> Given uh, Davik's pretty much immediate involvement in the whole thing, that certainly is pretty accurate. <laughs> I think, I know, honestly, at this point, too, in the common area, I think I described last time that Davik basically just sort of sunk down into one of the seats. Yeah. If uh, either Jad or Casper will look at him, he's just sort of, like, sitting there, like, you can tell he's just thinking, like, a mile a minute. Because, like, oh, yeah. his, his eyes are just, like, he's just sort of, like, looking off trying to, like, think about various things, you know, sort things out in his mind. I think it kind of got glossed over in the um, Gar 0B1 fistfight, and then us sorting out what we wanted to do as players next time. But it is worth noting that one of the last things Gar said before he stalked off was to Davik, and it was that you were too afraid to ask for Deedlum what he meant. Which I thought was a great moment that I didn't want to get lost. (laughs) All right, so I know what these three are doing. You two. Is there solemn sitting going on? What's up? She's not sitting. She's standing. She hasn't moved since it happened, and she's just thinking. Because the last thing Jad just said to her, what are we doing? And she said, fucked if I know. And it's now she's thinking, what are we doing? And she's trying to come up with an answer. All right. Jad? As a response to that, Jad's just going to go, I'll go call it in. And he's going to walk off to the cockpit. Wait, what? Call what in? To a... Commander. No, you're not. We can't call in from here. We'll give them away. We can't give them away. We need a more secure... We need to figure this out. We can't go back to Horizon Base. Alright, well, where are we going to go? We can't stay here. I know. Just give me a minute. Hello, Dark Side Point. And the Dark Side Point becomes a Light Side Point. As, I'm going to say, 15 minutes into all of this, since this happened... The ship rocks violently, and there is the distinctive sound of laser bolts clashing against hull as something hits you. <laughs> Can we roll for initiative now, then? Uh, I don't think it's called for just yet. I think we're still in the narrative. Okay. Um, sprinting to cockpit. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I yell, Jad, get to the cockpit. I'm going up to the but turret. Jad's already gone. He's like looking over his shoulder to see if you're moving for the turret. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I'm there. Who gets there first, Jad or I? Because it changes how I respond to Jad. <laughs> All right. Failure, Gar, setback, Jad. <laughs> you arrive at the same time. 
No, seriously, you arrive at the same time. <laughs> okay. When I see him, I kind of give him a look. I look to see if anybody else is coming, and I give a nod, and I point at the pilot's seat, and I sit down and go pilot seat. I start bringing up comms. <laughs> Jad's immediately flipping switches, looking at sensors, trying to figure out what's shooting at us. All right, so as you do, a squadron full squadron, in fact, of Imperial TIE Fighters. You see them sort of, like, careening over your head. They pass by one of the orbital cities that is... And you guys are still in Duras's orbit, so this is a very crowded section of space. And over your comms, you hear... Freighter designated Platinum Minoc, power down, prepare to be boarded. This is the Imperial Patrol 759. Hit the deck. Jack, get us out of here. So now I do think is a good time to roll initiative, and all things considered, this was unexpected. I believe that is a, uh, a vigilance. Yeah. One advantage. Dabak has one success and one advantage. So does Cass. Two success and an advantage. One success, three advantage. So for reference, what is the ship's current speed? Zero, because we're orbit. Normally I would say no, but actually yes. Considering everything, I would say that you were, you know, yeah, you were just orbiting. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're at zero. They're obviously not parked. They're not parked. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so the initiative order is Imperial, Rebel, Imperial, Rebel, 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 Imperial. Those in the cockpit or gunnery turrets, basically anyone by a window, uh, at the moment these guys have a basic orientation of being above you, you get a brief count of nine fighters. They're going past fast enough that you can't quite make out all the models. In one squadron? One squadron, there's at least two flights. Okay. Does our ship only have one gun? Or does it have two? It's two. got two. And each one has a twin laser. There's two turrets, each with two guns, uh, which have the linked quality. Essentially, if you generate enough advantage, you can hit them twice. Cool. Nice. So who's in the other one? Nobody yet. Nobody yet. Okay. So far, Davik and Vec have not told me what their actions are. There is an Imperial <laughs> slot first? There is an Imperial slot first. And I'm going to give that to their leader. So... Through visual and through sensor, uh, you see him pivot back around, sort of folding it over on himself and streaking past before wrapping himself back around behind you. His flight pattern is really erratic. He's flying very evasively with his evasive maneuvers. And he is rolling and he is going to be... Oh, he's rolling against an easy check too. To gain the advantage against you, he's rolling an easy check. So I don't feel the need to flip any dice for this or any points. So I can tell you guys right now that unless you were doing anything... That is the check he is rolling against you. I want to flip a destiny point. To um, do? Turn one of those yellows down. Alright. So, let's see. One threat is cancelled out by advantage, which leaves him with one success and three advantage. Alright, so that means that he is ignoring any penalties that his or your evasive maneuvers are going to be causing towards him. Does your ship have shields? Yes, we have two defense in both directions. I thought we only had one in each direction. We have an extra one in all directions because I have defensive driving. Alright. Because I have passive talent. Nice. That is his turn, and that was a single ship, by the way. That was not a minion group. Do we have two rebels now, or a rebel then imperial? Rebel then imperial. Rebel then imperial. Unless you guys are going for it, I would say that it should be the pilot. I think it should be the pilot. Okay, so I can do a maneuver and an action? Yep. And, you know, burn strain if you want to do a second maneuver. Yeah. Alright, well, I'm going to start by using full throttle to try to increase our maximum speed by one. That is a hard check. Um, we succeed with a triumph and generate four threat. Okay, Ryan, keep in mind, a ship cannot perform actions that it could yep. not normally like, so you guys still get to gain the advantage. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so that increases your speed to four, but you are still at zero. Yeah. Okay. 
Did the triumph and, and threat do anything for that kind of roll? Definitely should. All right. You should get something out of that. Can I use the triumph <laughs> to punch it without taking strain? Yeah, I'm good with that. All right. It does say perform an immediate maneuver. Woohoo! So punch it as, as the free maneuver. We're now moving at speed four. Uh, now that said, Ryan, you're waving the ship strain, right? Yes. It's ship strain to punch it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you are not in the best mindset already. These guys came out of nowhere, and already they were firing on you. For those four threats, you were taking two strain. Okay. We're going to start booking it away from whichever direction they're coming in from. Two starship maneuvers to move from close to medium. Yeah. Right. That means if you want to move away from medium range, I do need you to burn the strain. And that's ship strain, right? Not sure. For now, I'm going to say yes. Okay. So that puts you at a speed of four. That is, however, going to put you at medium range from everyone and not just the two behind you. So everyone was at close range, and you have now put, you know, you've gunned it, you know, uh, <laughs> flying out. There was no... The engine failure. And I like that because you were so high in initiative, the two of you got to the cockpit, but it's like, bang, I go to stand up, and then... <laughs> um... Again, keep in mind that you are in a part of space that has shipyards there, orbital cities. There is, because of all that, uh, a fair amount of space traffic going on. Like, shipping lanes, traffic down to the planet and into the cities. There's a lot of space debris, so just that stuff is in mind. Keep that in mind, because I'll be throwing at you. But it is also something that you guys can use as you can start seeing how your advantage and triumphs affect that stuff. I'm going to have them... They can't maneuver, so they are going to try to gain the advantage on you as well. Haven't we put them behind us? They can still attempt. It's just harder if the speed is the same or yeah. greater. Yeah. Well, I wasn't worried about speed. I was worried about the range bands. Okay, so if for clarity in my own head, what are the vehicle range bands called? Close, Close range, short range, medium range, long range, and extreme range. You can still gain the advantage from that far out. Yeah. So as we're you know, starting to peel away, I'm just going to look at like, what? You like your odds better in open space than on the deck, eh? <laughs> And check the panel, looking at the obstacles, and be like, Well, son, you know your business better than that. I. I don't want to drag civilians into this. And this Will is where they the advantage? Yep, yeah, they fail. Woo-hoo. So, one of the flights of uh, TIE fighters, and as you are engaged with this, I will let you know too, uh, the one in the lead appears to be a TIE interceptor. However, he is flanked by two flights of TIE fighters. Which puts us at uh, one of your guys' slots. It might be greedy, but I would kind of like to put the deflectors on the butt. Yeah, that was I was going to suggest that. Well, we have four in a row now. Yeah, do we? Oh, yeah. then never mind. I think that the gun should be going next. But before Imperial goes, I, I think I should take my move. <laughs> that's not greedy. That's covering her butt. Okay, so I'll take a shot. Uh, are we close enough to hit them? I don't know. Are we? Range close on both turrets. So no. So no. Yeah. If you aim... And then don't fire that turn. Does the aim... No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. For what you were describing, yes. Because okay. it's it's just aiming without burning strain, essentially. Right. Line up or shot so yeah. that you'll have two boost die on your next round if they manage to successfully close again. Yep. You also might want to keep an eye, because uh, do you have ranks in leadership now? Yep. Leadership or discipline, you can do something okay. called fire discipline. You forego fighting to analyze your opponent's tactics, and if successful, a crew, any crew member firing the next weapon... Uh, board the ship can add a boost out of the check. Each additional two success grants this to an additional crew member. I was actually considering that for mine well, because yeah. on mine um, I can I, I can angle the shields and do that. Right. I do also have something called true aim. I don't Once per round, <laughs> I get the benefits of aiming. Plus, I get to upgrade the attack roll by one. Nice. Yep. Sweet. 
Yeah, so I, I can't hit them from where I'm standing, so I want to prepare to do that could the she, next time. Could she aim and do the, the leadership thing? Does it say anything about limitation on like her doing it and you doing it, Hell? No, but I mean, they don't stack. Oh, don't they? Okay. I don't think. Uh, give me a second. Well, my, the other thing is, the first thing that I do before I do anything is I yell over the comms for one of you guys to get to the other turret. I don't care who, but somebody get there. Okay, I'm on it, sir. I'm not even going to bother trying to correct myself. <laughs> <laughs> so who's in which turret? I'm on the one on top. So the door's yeah. <laughs> No, I guess it would technically stay. Yep. Sweet. Yeah. So, here we go. It's the best option. I'm not great at aiming, so I would need something like that. I was really hoping to be doing more uh, mechanic-y stuff. Oh well. We have two guns, we might as well use them. That's true. So I'll aim. Alright. The interceptor? The interceptor? Alright. I'm gonna do the, um... Can I borrow this book? Because I actually would like to see the stats of our ship. Yeah, go for it. Fire discipline, okay. So I need a leadership check against a hard uh, difficulty. Alright, leadership. It didn't work at all. Four failure, two advantage. Ooh. Uh, so what happens when I fail? Uh, nothing. Well, you can assign advantage, can you? In, adva- in addition, this remember may spend advantage to allow... Oh. You don't have enough advantage, so no, you can three. do it if you want to regain strain, if you want to give a boost out of someone. Like, the typical advantage stuff you can still do, but you don't have enough to allow every hit from the shipboard weapons to inflict some strain. So I'll give Jason a boost die. Alright, so that goes to you, Jay. And it's another one of your guys' slots, so there's three more slots for you guys left. I, for my part, I don't get the feeling that I would have had the chance to really stand up or move anywhere, considering after we got rocked by that initial uh, yeah. fire, I probably would have, like, jostled out of my seat, but as soon as I sort of maintained my um, balance, I would have probably swung around in my chair. Because I'm picturing it sort of like the Millennium Falcon in the sense that it had that the control board, yep. you know? So I figure out, I just sort of swung around, and I want to try and do the slice enemy systems to the uh, interceptor. Yep, the hard check. Mm-hmm. Don't succeed. Alright. But I do get, I don't. I only get an advantage, so yeah, that's not... How many points of advantage do you have? Uh, just one. Just one? Yes. What are you using it for? Is that one of those ones I can just give to someone else? No, uh, I... Uh, boost that to the next person. Yeah. To the next yeah. uh, person. I'll do that. Alright. Uh, so, you know, you don't manage to hack in uh, or slice, but you do manage to, I'll say, your scans manage to give a, a bit of a clear picture on where everyone's going to fall into place on this particular battlefield. Yeah. And it also marks it where a few uh, combustible or useful pieces of debris or other ships or that sort of thing, then that will help the next person. Two more slots for you guys left. So how much strain are we at now? Uh, two ship strain. So um, on my way to the, the bottom gunner seat, I'm going to use my maneuver to do that, but uh, sort of in between. I want to do damage control to see if I can fix some of the strain. Essentially, I'm uh, expecting that like there's some big long conduit that's starting to heat up that was attached to the engine, and sure. just like watching like the whole thing go like half white for a second as I walk <laughs> past it, like whoa! And uh, I'm gonna grab a fire extinguisher and just spray it all over it to try to cool it off. All right, roll me a uh, it's a mechanics check. Yeah, yeah. All right, and it's easy. Uh, success in one threat. So that reduces strain by one. Alright, mark that down, right? Yeah, and then the rest of the maneuver to get into the gunner seat. Alright, so I'm gonna say that with that threat that you just generated, some of that fire extinguisher actually, like, had blowback into your face, and you inhaled a bit of it, so you got this racking cough. <laughs> yes? I, I forgot she gave me a boost die. Alright. 
Yeah, I technically, you got one from Andrew, too. Alrighty, so that's two more successes, and an advantage cancels that threat. Alright, so that blowback actually was blown away as the ship jukes and turns, and you have no cough, and uh, you're fine. <laughs> and the ship is fine. Good on you. Takes care of the second straight? Yeah, well, I, I just want to make sure that the, the successes are straight equal to how much is being healed. So this is the last slot before. Uh, this is the last slot before. You, yeah, you the next have your last attack. slot. Yeah. Okay. So before the next two Imperials, because we will loop back around. Okay. So I'm going to pull shield power from the four and drop it into the aft because they're all behind us right now, right? Yep. So yay! Everybody's shooting at us now as an additional defense rating. Uh, yes, except keep in mind the guy who succeeded at gaining the advantage can hit you wherever he wants. But I mean, until Ryan gets a pilot check, there's nothing you can do about that. But the rest of them are screwed. I still think it's a smart move. It's a it's, very smart yes. move. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to drop the shields into our aft, and I'm going to hop on to comms, and I'm going to spend a destiny point to do this. If I already have two yellows and spend a destiny, what does that? That means you add a green. So what do you do? I'm going to do my fire discipline. Remember, Frodo's fighting to analyze opponents' attacks and directs fellows to great accuracy with their weapons fire. And if successful, next crew member firing a weapon over the ship can add boost to the check. Each additional uh, each additional two success and grant this to an additional crew member. In addition, the crew member may spend three advantage to allow every hit from shipboard weapons to inflict one system strain on their target, as well as regular damage until uh, sh uh, until the beginning of his next turn as the carefully timed shots, pummel shields, and other load systems. Yep. Okay, so, I'm net one threat. Yep. And... You're one success. Yeah, yeah, one success. That is a triumph. That is a triumph. Yes. So, I need to figure out how to spend my triumph on a fire discipline. And you have a threat to spend. And I have a threat to spend. Okay, I'll think about my threat. But I'm gonna, let's figure out your success in your... Uh, well, my success is that the next crew member firing... It's a boost. Yeah, so yeah. I need to figure out how to spend the triumph. You can upgrade an ally's character's next piloting, gunnery, computers, or mechanics check. Uh, and it just says, do something vital to turn the tide of the battle, such as destroying a capital ship shield runner or losing a pursuing ship in an asteroid. Whoa, you previously described there's a lot of debris in this place. <laughs> Absolutely. In fact, I was going to point out that in our Stay on Target book, spending advantage, triumph, threats, and despair in asteroid and debris fields for a triumph, you can do things like look out, force one enemy craft in the encounter to suffer a minor collision with an obstacle the active character just dodged. Got you. Active character's ship gains benefits of gaining the advantage on target of their choice after skillfully maneuvering around surrounding territory. The one ship that is not behind us in, because he's successfully got his advantage thing? Yeah, yeah. For poetic justice, can he clip a Dolo Industries freighter? <laughs> Narratively, yes. What are you looking for as far as, like... I want to resolve a high-speed collision or otherwise get him out of this advantage thing. So I'm hoping for a little bit of damage and for him to lose his advantage. Okay, so for one triumph, he'll either take a minor collision or you can swap it so that you guys have now gained the advantage. Can that be done even though our ship doesn't technically have the speed required to gain the advantage? Oh, valid point. Minor collision is. Okay. Uh, all vehicles or starships involved suffer a single critical hit. Subtract the ship's defense times ten from the roll. Alright, so I, I feel you deserve the honor of rolling this then. Alright, so one critical hit. So, roll me a Z100, dude. 87. And the tie doesn't have defense, right? Yeah, no, I'm looking at that too. 
Four points of Jia. Four points of what? System strain. He said Jia. He's going to take four points of system strain from this. You don't take him out, but sure enough, you do pivot up and around through a, uh, an active shipping lane, at which point a Yolo Industries freighter passes by, and you, Jad, you flip your ship on a coin toss of, like, how close you curve around this Dolo Industries freighter. Uh, and the tide does a fairly good job of keeping up with you, until suddenly he doesn't. Uh, as one of his banks loops around, uh, his solar panel flips the side. You can see sparks erupt in the dead of space, and he sort of spins off to the side. I am going to take away his gain the advantage, all things considered. So you are back on neutral ground as far as those are concerned. And he is down by four points of system strain. Okay. And just so that, that there is an example, the average tie has ten. Sick. That did clip his system strain almost in half. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to pipe onto the comm, as I'm sure that was probably audible, Like, because I figure we're in near space, are we not? Like, uh, So, I mean, there's partial atmosphere here. A little bit of hull rumbling. <laughs> it's Star Wars, of course, there's hull rumbling. <laughs> and we, out of curiosity, Beck and I can see what it. the system strain is like on that freighter. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, I think we owe the Empire a great debt of gratitude. Because you know what they've done? They have provided us with a single enemy on which to express all of this horrible frustration. And I think that we should do everything in our power to make those sons of bitches bleed. <laughs> and as I'm saying that, I'm punching coordinates up to the gun to... <laughs> yep. And that will give a boost die to the next gun, uh, the next person who, who rolls an attack. That leaves us with our last Imperial slot of this turn. Our last minion group. They are not going to do anything for gaining the advantage. They are, however... It's the range on their guns. Pretty sure they're close as well. Um, just normal ties. <laughs> we yep. are gonna run these bitches out. <laughs> close range. Uh, they are. They are transferring. Well, no, nah, no, you're not. And keep in mind, no one's actually done any astrogation yet, so I don't know where you're getting away to at this point. I've been moving for seconds. Step one, shields. <laughs> oh, yeah. Step two, astrogate. <laughs> yeah, just saying. Like, unless you're flying into something or hiding, like so far, this is just running. Yeah. They are converting their action to two maneuvers so that they can close the distance. So three TIE Fighters swoop ahead. They pass by their wing leader, who's still going to regain control over his ship. So right now, in short range, we have the Interceptor and three TIEs. The Interceptor is still at medium, because he hasn't had a uh, round to close in on you guys again. So you have one of the minion groups of three TIEs is now close. Okay. They burn maneuver in action to go a full range band back towards you guys. So that is the end of their turn. Over the calm, you hear a voice crackles in, distinctly British, I mean Coruscant, uh, in its <laughs> accent. <laughs> and you hear Platinum Minoc. This is Baron Eobard Travis of the Empire. Power down now or be destroyed. And he closes the gap on you. There's no juking, there's no uh, you know fancy rolls. It's the interceptor writing itself. And at full speed, catching straight up to you, uh, lining in for a shot. So he is closing three range bands and firing, or is he firing from short? Speed for uh, for two maneuvers. You can go from okay. medium to close. Um, so he burns strain to do it. Combat roll. Firing vessel has the same silhouette size. Nope. Or and um, for the purposes of any time we're being attacked, uh, we're okay. considered one give this, size smaller. Give it, okay, thank you. That's good to know, actually. So what size are you considered being? We're normally four, mm-hmm. so we're silhouette three. Silhouette three, which means you were the same size. You put us at the same firing silhouette as an interceptor? 
I'm that good. Skilled jockey, bitches. These are relative, remember? Like, technically speaking, a Millennium Falcon has the same size as, like, an action class giant, like, transport thing. It's just... Oh, I know. It just... It sounds super awesome, especially considering, you know, the Millennium Falcon is supposed to be the white van. Sort of yeah. Thing. Like, yeah, but, like, when Han is flying it, it's this crazy thing. Oh, yeah. Sorry. It's that wasn't skilled jockey. That's tricky target. Skilled jockey lets me take setback die off of piloting rolls. This is what Jan was built for. All right, so it's an average check to attack you guys. Don't forget the defense. Three now? Yeah, um, three if he's attacking. Yeah, he does not have any advantage right now, so it is. So he is rolling. What is he rolling against you? You were in difficult terrain, which means he is taking one setback die. Anyone doing anything to this? Can I downgrade a yellow? Flip the point. I just feel that that is useful because the less... The less chance of triumph. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't want crit hits and I don't want wounds. So advantage, although it will suck if he gets it, is better than the alternative. Yes. And you add in the setback for the defense? How much is that? Each point of defense adds one setback die. So that okay. would be three setback die. One setback, two setback. Okay, so that was three threat gems. That's awesome. Uh, which takes out those. Each one of those setback die produced one threat each. Any any threat or uh, failures um, generated by those setback die reduce or negate damage uh, or lessen the chance of critical hits. The interceptor catches up to you, smoke still trailing off its smacked wing, and it lets out a flash of green fire as blasters break across of your ship, dealing seven points of damage before so. The defense generated threat, so it killed advantage, not success. So, what'd you take for actual damage? Three. Three damage. All right. Three hull trauma. Rebel turn. So we've now got a tie in close range? Yep. I think it's time for the gunners to go to work. I think so. Can I go first? You can get an extra boost die for Gar's fire support, whatever it's called. Or fire control. Yeah. Yeah, I pose what is hopefully a helpful query. Mm-hmm. What are you doing with your maneuver this turn? Well, I aimed last time. So aim again? Yeah. You can aim up to twice for a total of two boost die. Okay, and then I get your boost die. Yes, so you're and up to three boost die. once per round, I can use the benefits of aiming, plus upgrade the attack roll by one. It's going to be a hard back yes. to follow. And this is my job! Yep. <laughs> What's their silhouette size? He's uh, one smaller than us, I think. So the silhouette is the same, one smaller, one larger than its average. Okay, it's average then. Yeah. This could be awesome, I really hope it's awesome. Uh, that no, it? that said, given the, uh, the shipping lanes and whatnot, mm-hmm. you are in a somewhat tricky terrain that you guys are flying through, for lack of a better term. So you are taking one setback die for that. Okay. Would it be weird if we spent a destiny point to upgrade our best gunner to be better? I mean, what are you rolling right now? Three yellow, a green, and three blue against Uh, uh, against two purple and a black. Flip that sucker. (laughs) So that is to me, which is going to upgrade another one of yours. So So we're up to four yellow? Four yellow and three blue. So what's the, the linked rules? The wielder may spend two advantage to gain an additional hit and may do so a number of times equal to the weapon's linked rating, which I think for you guys is only one. Uh, additional hits for the licked weapon used may only applied against the original target. Each hit deals the weapon's base damage plus total cancelled successes. Okay, so I'm going to roll now. No, you're not yet. No? Nope. Because I am going to flip Destiny Point as well to upgrade one of your purples to a red. Okay. Now I'm going to roll. <laughs> Three success. Okay, so base damage for your gun. Six. Right, so six, seven, eight, nine. 
Keep in mind that as awesome as this is, this should point out how inherently dangerous space combat can be. <laughs> Swiveling around, aiming aft of your ship, you see this uh, interceptor closing in towards you. The reputation that this style of TIE fighter is, that you've heard throughout your months in flight training in the Academy don't even matter. And it's true. Interceptors are the aces. They are some of the best pilots that the Empire has. But every piece of anger and resentment that you feel wells up in you and boils into a cold flame. It's not rage, it's not bursting over, but it is there. And you line up a shot straight on the strut that connects one of the solar panels to his ship, and you fire over and over again. Your shot hits directly through, connecting in under the support structure. A ball of flame between that wing and the cockpit of the tie flowers out, and the pieces go wide as he spins off into uh, the abyss of space. I'm gonna tap the comms. Just be like, I, 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 I'm sorry, sir. I don't know if it's your Coasanti accent or this horrible EM flash that we just got for some reason, but I couldn't quite make that out. Figure out the gun. <laughs> Jess just gonna look briefly over at Gar and be like, oh, "There was a lot of electromagnetic errors and, and ion interference. I don't know what he was saying." <laughs> All right, so that leaves the mini group that is already in close range is attacking now. All right, and they are rolling against three for your shields, average difficulty of two, and one for difficult terrain. Alright, so at the moment, they are rolling three proficiency dice, so three yellow, against two purple difficulty dice and four black setback dice. Is anyone doing anything to alter this pool? Giver. Three success. One of the TIE flights, the ones that's already managed to close the gap between you guys, flies in and over, lasers lancing out, uh, and it deals nine damage to the Minoc. Ooh, snap. What's our armor? Four. That's five damage. I'm doing this turn. Alright, four slots for you guys. D, I sure hope you ain't letting our ship burn in space. I'm on it. I will attempt to do a hull repair. This is the only one of the, of the encounter. Yep. Okay. Um, I also do have uh, solid repairs, so I can I repair plus one hull trauma per rank of solid repairs, which I only have. Do you think that you can do of. more than seven in this roll? No. Okay. Then again, give her. So if it's one for one, uh, I healed five. So, you know, I, I picture that, like, the moment this started happening, like, you didn't even make it back to the engine room. It's just, like, at one point in the middle of the hallway, you pulled up a deck plating and, like, jumped down, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, if you think of the scene in Empire Strikes Back, where it's like, hand me the hydro scan! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Three rebel slots left. Well, I may as well shoot. Okay, Jason, you're up. So, I've got nothing in gunnery. Three agility. Well, that's not terrible. No, it's not terrible. And I'm going to aim for one boost. And then you were rolling. It's normally a two difficulty. You were taking one setback die for the debris in space, and space being really crowded, actually. Awkwardly. And I'm going to flip a destiny point, Jason, and one of those purple is going to become a red. Do we have any destiny points left for me to flip one to upgrade one of my greens to a yellow? Yep, you yeah, guys the one he just used on you. Flipper. <laughs> sure, sure. You have three destiny points. Makes things explode, Vic. <laughs> Two failure and three advantage. You can do things like variable density. Find a path through the rubble. Active character's next piloting check is average difficulty. We lost him. One enemy craft is removed from the encounter but remains intact. A future despair result may return, uh, may be used to return the combatant to the fight. I, I, I would like to know that. Okay. And what, what I'm aiming for is like 
I, I was trying to track and follow one of them in particular, yeah. and uh, I, I was firing at it with the linked guns, and I totally hit something with the gun that I was aiming at, and it went and uh, exploded wreckage, but the one that I wasn't even aiming, because it's just the other linked gun, goes in and uh, blows up another big bunch of wreckage, and one of the ties that, again, I wasn't aiming at at all, sort of gets caught up in. If you don't mind me exp- expanding upon that, that wreckage that you hit is actually going to be one of the Dolomite tankers on the Dolo Corporation freighter. Just the tank itself, not the ship, so you're not killing people. But one of your, those shots does graze this actual tank. Essentially sends out like a jet of blue fire that just like melts in on one of those things and sends him spinning off as he tries to avoid being burned alive in space. And uh, Vex is just going to feel a little bit better that, like, somewhere inside him, he got to shoot something from Dolo. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't do it on purpose, had no intention, but, like, just realizing that that was a thing that, like, subconsciously, he wanted success in doing that. I thought you'd like that. (laughs) Second last player turn. That would be me. I need to start my Astrogate. I was just trying to find the rules for it here. Where are you going? I know what Brittany's plan is. I would highly recommend you let her do what she wants to do, as it's a lot safer for you in the long run. To Jad's point, Jad has no idea what you want yes. to do yet. And you remember how I said that Gar is not going to ask because he thinks that he can handle all of this? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jad's plan is I... get us out of immediate danger so we can stop things. You want to spend the plan. destiny point to meta the shit out of this, I guess. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I just that is allowed. <laughs> so would I direct it to Jad or would I direct it to Gar? Honestly speaking, you're probably just yelling over the comm at this point. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's even a direct order to someone. And what would I call it? The planet. Uh, the one that it we has discussed? two names. Yeah. So uh, honestly speaking, as you're human, you would have either. It's either Moncala or it's Dak. Either one, really. Guys, I need you to get me to Dak. That is where we're going. You ask where we're going, that's where we're going. Get there. The reason why Brit flipped the destiny point for folks to know too, especially for you, Ryan, Dak is a hidden world. You wouldn't actually know where to go. She does. Okay. <laughs> As right. the call comes in over the radio, Jad will just kind of look over at Gar and you punch that in. I'm kind of got my hands full. How many rounds of combat do these guys need to survive with me being ducked out? Make this a bit easier. Roll the check, and based on the number of successes, I can tell you how long it's going to be. Okay. Do you have any damage to your ship at all? Uh, yes, we have two Ultram. Okay, so you are lightly damaged, so that is one on top of that. You are using quick calculations uh, into hyperspace under duress. So I'm going to add one setback die for the chaos that is going on around you. Brutal. I'm um, just looking up. You're looking up 80? Do you have either better than a 3 inch or better than a 1 astrogate? Uh, that's exactly what I'm at. So I'd like boost die. Boost die. <laughs> yeah. That's the one downside. If I could do this, I'd get one automatic advantage. You're busy. <laughs> These are threat, so I am at a net of three threat and a net of three success. Okay. Boom! What the fuck planet is this? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, you are able to make the jump on your next turn with a successful pilot check. Okay. Which leaves us uh, with the last Imperial turn of this round, well, and then... No, I still get to go. I haven't gone Oh, yet. my mistake. Yeah. Yeah. So we leave. He has to do a piloting check. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say that this is going to be a average pilot check, okay. uh, but you were jumping into hyperspace while being shot at while in a very populated area. There's a lot that can go wrong for that, which means that that is a fully upgraded average check. So you're rolling against two red die. Okay. We have no destiny points left, so you're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but I don't think I have better agility or pilot than him, so it was that. All right, I'll take the assist boost die, and away we go. Just so long as you don't slam us into a mass shadow bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just make sure that you don't have any talents that downgrade difficulties for pilot checks. Uh, okay. I have one that removes setbacks, but that's uh, it. Yeah. Too bad. So we have a triumph <laughs> and two advantage with a net of one failure. How funny would it be if he's trying to rev the engines and get off uh, somewhere, and the ties are expecting us to accelerate, but <laughs> the engines die, and they just whip like, past us. Oh my god, can we put them like extreme that way, and we're going to have to spend maneuver to put the shields on our front? <laughs> yeah. So like, come on boys, we saw this thing almost run an interceptor. We gotta go. <laughs> so, wait, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so here's the deal, right? You can either do that, or... I will let you make the jump to hyperspace. Engine breaking with a faster than light drive. <laughs> Your ship is going to take hull and system trauma for it. I like our odds if we put leave them at extreme range better, so I can try this again. <laughs> <laughs> so both tie groups lance past you at full speed as your ship does have the noise. You know, the console, all the lights gonna die for a second. You have this like, oh shit moment before everything comes back on. And those tie fighters race past you. <laughs> What? What did you just do? <laughs> I'm kind of looking at the panels. <laughs> did Did you just engine break an FTL? They don't teach you that in pilot school. Go <laughs> over the com. Jad, what the hell are you doing? I got this. <laughs> All right, which puts us at the top of the round, uh, which is going to be at an extreme range. You can see off in the distance the Tie Fighters banking around to come back towards you. I don't really feel I need to break down their action yeah. and maneuver. <laughs> and we are back at the first rebel slot. Alright. Jad is gonna try this again. Alright, so any less duress this time. Alright, so that said this is not near this is not as hard of a check this point. So that is just going to be the average check uh, difficulty as you were no longer being shot at. Alright, and I'm assuming Gar is helping me again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this time we succeed. Okay. <laughs> Two success, two advantage. So you peel off, you line up with the coordinates that Gar gave you, and uh, you punch into hyperspace. Stars, you know, blur into those elongated blue lines, and then and then you have the swirling blue vortex of whatever that is. Yay! Alan, do me a favor and roll me a success... Yeah, one success die. A boost die? Green die. There. I am... <laughs> success? Yeah. Okay. Because that was determining what those threat went towards, whether it was how long or how far off course. <laughs> so what did I get? Mostly, you just did not plot an efficient course at all, so it's taking, like, weeks to get there. Well, that's what it said it's supposed to do. Yeah. Like, you're looking at, like, close to a month in this little sardine can with it's each other. It's even weeks later. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, three and a half weeks. Like, it's... Yeah. Are we resolving the tension over our three weeks in the, uh... In the Winnebago, or are we just all are we all just glaring at each other in silence for the next month? <laughs> Week one is anyone talking to each other. <laughs> <laughs> is there any way that in universe Jad can train someone how to use the guns to like not necessarily like give them any abilities or anything like that, but like you know give them a boost die in combat kind of thing? We've got one good gunner. Jad would like to have a second good gunner. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if you want to narratively try to teach somebody how to use a gun, Vec will listen to it, and I mean, I'll think of it as something that I might put experience to later. Okay. I guess just narratively, that's what Jad would be doing, is trying to make the ship more combat effective. 
All right, so, you know, every, you know, a little bit every day, you and Vec probably, you know, spend some time going over targeting systems and yeah. how to orient yourself in, in space and, you know, how to use the ship as your horizon line. But I know anybody that was interested in learning, and obviously, I'm assuming you probably be joining in, you know, that just to kind of, you know, where your experience would be more, well, I guess our, both of our experience would be snub fighters, so we'd both be kind of on the same page there, so. Yeah, we're technically the same rank. So, as soon as we're actually traveling in hyperspace... And I kind of see, like, looking down, and, you know, I mean, like, there's that sigh of relief, like, the, the stars are streaming by. I can see how far off I was now, yes? Yeah. And so there. Huh. So, how long do you figure this trip normally takes? About two weeks. Yeah, it's not going to take two weeks. No, it's not. But I kind of turned my console. <laughs> now, on the plus side, because I mean, everyone would know about this. Moncala is an openly rebel planet. In fact, it's as far as I know the only openly rebel planet right now. Which means that all known, you know, normally known, like what was used during the Republic era, all known routes to it uh, have either been closed down, mined, or are heavily guarded. The rebellion has secret hyperspace routes that they use to get there, which is one of the ones that Cast knew, and so it's those charts which you would have used to make the plot. So while it is taking a really long time, had that gone the other way, you might have jumped into a minefield. So, yeah. look on the bright side. <laughs> Be thankful we're still twi- actually twiddling our thumbs while we're yeah. 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 For the duration of the trip, Cass isn't going to say much. She's not going to be, like, antisocial hiding in her bunk, but she's also not out of her way chatty. Uh-huh. Gar has plans for this afternoon. Uh, <laughs> we are going for this afternoon, then. Like <laughs> Mm. After class, Vet also has plans for the afternoon, so... Literally, conversation with this guy, and I'm walking back. Like, yeah. <laughs> Well, what do you figure you're going to do for that weeks? Uh, I'll probably train people how to fly the ship. Or not fly the ship, but train, you know, try to get us another decent gunner. So you and I ain't got no problem? I got no problem with you. Clap my hand down <laughs> on your back. Alright, son. <laughs> Stand up, turn around, saunter back to the main, uh, the hold area, because I assume that the guns lead into the hold and the flight deck leads into the hold, Kelly? Yep. Yeah, so that area, wherever that sabat, or whatever, monster chest. Jarek. <laughs> okay. I climb down and... Well, Chaos? Well, Gar? How we doing this? How we doing what? What's the plan? Well... You're my superior officer. I don't have a complete plan, but there are people that I'm going to get in contact with once we arrive, and hopefully we'll figure something out from there. I figure the prince is at very best someone else's problem, and at very worst, nobody's problem. So once we arrive, we'll assess the situation and and see what's to be done. Alright. I suppose at this point you're probably climbing out of your hole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just sort of finishing up packing and stuff. Closing up cargoes. Well, boy, how about you and I? I just asked your brother. If there's any bad blood between he and I, we're good. How about you? Yeah. I mean, honestly, Gar, I mean... It's one of those things where if... I reckon I think I should say something before you go too far. Yeah, sure. I spent my whole life not being able to question or ask why. So if in the conversation with my daddy was a bit of a steamroller, 
I can appreciate that. It was. I was going in there thinking he was going to be very, not really angry, but I'm sure you've seen him in that kind of situation where, you know, he has a business deal that needs to straighten out. I guess I was just expecting to be really pressed up against the wall, either figuratively or literally, but it was really not. He was very... I mean, hell, he offered me a drink at one point. And so I guess, it, if anything, that was almost more put like off-putting than if he was really aggressive. And so I guess like him offering what he offered, it just seemed like the best route to go. I mean, honestly, looking back, I mean, if we had stayed, I mean, we would have... I would have been killed. I know Jao would have been killed. I mean, like, you would have, I don't know, been ransomed? Like, is that... I don't know. So, I mean, I guess... Reflecting on it, I can see what your dad did. Can I give a nod? I'm going to lean my hat down a little further. Give Obi a look, because I assume that he's probably still... Because James said that he wanted to just be sitting there doing his diagnostics. Nope. I'm going to give him a look and not really make eye contact with his uh, optical sensors. Davik's going to step forward as you're sort of like looking around. Mm-hmm. I want you to know that while your family certainly has pressed upon me various impressions, especially your cousin, I guess, and your brother, Eve, what we've gone through, that's different. Alright. So I've got one more conversation to have, then. During this entire conversation, I've just been kind of sitting at the table with my head in my hands, just listening to you guys and not saying anything. I suppose at this point I'm just going to wrap my arms around my chest and wait for Vec to leave the ventral gun. So Vec does that. You've probably heard this conversation. Yeah, basically, because <laughs> it's like happening three feet above your head. Well, and he had no reason to stay there, particularly, right? So he's probably like a little bit up uh, up the ladder. He's like, I don't want to be a part of this conversation. <laughs> uh, once, once, once we're done, once Davik and Gar are done their conversation, I'm going to sort of step past and go towards the uh, cockpit. Okay. And while this is going on, Jan is just going to be kind of decompressing a little bit, and you know, once he's made sure everything's sort of all good to go, he's just going to kind of lean back in his chair and close his eyes and just, and he's going to try to recover stream. And he does! <laughs> so what check is it to recover stream? It's just an unopposed cool check, and success removes cool. At this point, Vec does climb up and walk to the main area. I reckon you heard some of that? Well... It wasn't for me, but yeah. Well, where are you and I? We might have a little bit more history, but um, look, today is not the day to have everything fixed. I know that everything wasn't your choice, and for better or worse, anything bad that came out of your family is coming to you just as much as it is us. So, I'm... I'm not going to say that I'm your best friend. I'm not going to say that I'm happy. But I'm sorry about what I said after we saw that message. It wasn't you. It was your family. And sometimes when family is important and it can cause people to do some things that they might not otherwise. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out, Gar. It's just... Not today, okay? Stands there passively with his arm still wrapped around his chest. Fucking. Cass stands up on. and leaves the room. I got a chuckle. I reckon that's probably the first time that I've seen her act more sensitive. 
Are, are characters sensitive? I interpreted that as you leaving the room because it was an awkward conversation. No, it was because you were going on and on about how important family is and family makes you do crazy things. And she's like, I don't want to talk about family anymore. Yeah, our statement stands. I don't think they are. kind of appreciate the difference. <laughs> he kind of chuckles and just on the I mean, way back to his bunk, he's going to kind of give you a hard clap on the uh, shoulder and just keep walking. <laughs> yeah, and that has another big sigh. It's like, Things don't change. Vex can go back to his bunk too. More of uh, just like tinkering. The only thing I got is, I mean, like an awkward conversation with Obi for, and I kind of apologize, but don't apologize for punching him in the face. Uh, yeah, like, like that, I can figure I can deal with James later. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what he was going to say there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he, uh, he does respond that uh, anger leads to hate in a very sorrowful voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> didn't he also say fear leads to anger? That was for Vec, yeah. uh, in regards to it just if anyone asked him or about Gar, it was that <laughs> anger leads to hate. Yeah, anger leads to hate. <laughs> yeah, well, in the intervening time, Vec wants to have a conversation with Abby. Like, at, at some point, I imagine you're doing some tinkering on yep. random stuff. Vec is very mechanically inclined, too, so that's one of the reasons why it's just like keeping an eye on what, what you're up to. Davik, got a moment? Yeah, what do you mean, Well, I was just going to say, I did an awful lot of messing with scrap hanging out in my dad's workshop. I've never seen somebody cut a hole into the floor and then just weld things together and get them going immediately. How did you learn that? You'd be surprised how quickly you have to fix stuff when you're at a pit crew at a swoop uh, rally. I learned the hard way that... If you don't maneuver yourself quickly and get the job done quickly, bad stuff happens. Uh, and then also to like hold up my my hand, which of course is while on Corellia they were fairly clean because of course I was always going to like banquets and stuff. Well, the, the banquet that we were at. Now that I've been in the, like the guts of the ship, they're all like sort of like the black with the oil and grease and stuff. Mm. And he seems to not really be trying to wipe it off. Like it seems to be sort of like a natural thing for him. Anyway. So he holds up a finger, and just sort of like pause, and he reaches over and pulls the collar of his shirt back to show his shoulder, and there's like a huge scar on his shoulder. It's like, yeah, that, I didn't duck quick enough when Jad's swoop came into the pit. Yeah. But, um, it's a pretty quick learning environment. Is Jad um, within hearing distance of this? <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, we're, we're, we're on autopilot, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, you sl- sleeping in the cockpit. Because yeah, if I'm within earshot, I'm definitely in that. That was your fault. <laughs> My fault? You're supposed to come into the pit at a certain speed. You were gunning that friggin' engine. There was there was little problems with the brakes. I'll just give like a, a short like curse in uh, Doris. There's a short argument back. Yeah, yeah. tell that we've had several times. It just sort of slowly. Yeah. It just slowly slow, slowly yeah. merges into Doris. In Doris, but you this, can tell we've had this argument about fourteen thousand times. Is this like the friends argument? We were on a break. Yeah. <laughs> yes, almost exactly like that. From wherever you are in the ship, I'll just sort of like. Ugh. I'm also pretty mechanically inclined. I joined the engineering academy pretty early. Vec is going to sort of look down a little bit at the mention of engineering academy. <laughs> it's always just come easy to me, relatively. Picking up the workings of stuff, it's been pretty second nature. I asked specifically because, I mean, the way that I had to learn it was working in a scrap shop, and my dad never had the right parts, and the whole... Really, it was like watching magic, because one of the things about when you don't have the right parts, it's just about thinking what things are for and just moving energy between systems, right? Yeah, yeah. And 
So, you know, maybe you don't have the right brand of one thing, or maybe, you know, you, you take something that you just weld a valve shut, and yeah, that's a pipe, for now. I mean, you can get back to it sometime. And, uh, that's sort of what led me to, uh, what I've been using that knowledge for, and I, I lean forward and I, I point to the big wound on my eye, and I was like, well, mine might uh, not have had the same sort of injuries as yours. Uh, it wasn't speed so much that was my problem, it was just if you don't get everything perfect, things can still go wrong. I'm just gonna, like, lean in a little bit and just give you, like, a little shot on the shoulder, like, was explosions involved, maybe? The important thing wasn't that there was an explosion involved, but yes. <laughs> the important thing was, my stupid friend was involved, and he gave me something that he said was one thing, and it wasn't, and I trusted him. That was the thing that was the problem there. I actually would have had it. But, uh, I mean, it sounds like the same sort of argument that you would have been having with your brother. I mean, it's just, my idiot friend isn't around to defend himself. <laughs> Damn <Derek> nods knowingly. <laughs> Are you guys having this conversation? Just like in a hallway. Right? Yeah, it's more like a hallway. Cass yeah. walks by and goes, you guys want to talk about scars? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess this is how this is going. Cass rolls up her sleeve and rolls up her pant leg and shows she's all scarred down one side of her body. Speeder bike crashed when I was 12. I'll softly curse into Reese as I look at this guy. And then that's all she says, and she just rolls her sleeve like down and walks away. Ooh. I'm gonna kind of lean out of my bunk hallway, just be like, classy. She walks back, rolls up her pant leg, rolls up her shirt sleeve, shows him. Got a nod. I reckon I ain't got no good scars to show you. I grew up in a place with a lot of back depth. I kind of give a shrug and step out, and uh, I'm. I mean, at this point, I figure I'm probably wearing uh, my pants and my hat. Honestly, like, <laughs> and just sort of like look down and just be like, I would say that this was the best that uh, Dolo Industries Pharmaceuticals and Biotech could engineer. But I kind of place my hand on the beer gut, just be like, I've put some mileage on the system. <laughs> Yeah, I had a 16-year-old untrained mechanic, and the panic of, oh god, we can't let dad find out. So, I didn't have much. Swap untrained with trained, and that's pretty much our story. (laughs) Well, from the sounds of it, the moral of all of our stories is we can pretty much keep going regardless. Yeah. (laughs) Can we give a chuckle and just be like, well... I reckon I don't have the same to show, but yeah, I've got a few stories that end that way. <laughs> Gar, since knowing you, I have a few of those stories. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I'm no longer legally obligated to uh, keep myself quiet on some of these stories. I might have to give you a couple. <laughs> so I suspect this leads to us like sitting around the table, having a meal, and telling ridiculous stories about Gar. Team building exercises! Oh yeah, like, the strain that the Vec had towards Gar is gone when it's just like, this guy! At, at one point, he thought that it was alcohol that he was drinking. You have no idea where I found this. <laughs> I mean, he'll go through it anyway. You didn't tell me until I was four shots in. I can't be held responsible then. The problem is I'm held responsible, but that said, I bring you back to your place and... Yeah, they can put you back together. <laughs> when I grew up, it was all uh, corn alcohol. That stuff was wicked. Corn? Yeah. I don't know how they made it. My brother always seemed to find it. It was awful, but it it messed you up, which was the point, I guess. There was one time that I 
we had this half of a speeder in that uh, my dad was trying to sort of rig together into a bike and sell to somebody else, but there was enough of the original engine that there was also all full of just random fluids in it, and some of it was burning, and some of it... I think it was some sort of hydraulic fluid, as far as I could tell. I, I mentioned before, with this guy can go through, and it's amazing, actually. Before, it did kind of bother me sometimes. A lot of time, bad stuff just goes downhill, but you took that in stride. <laughs> <laughs> well... I must confess, I don't remember too much of the couple of days it took to get to the hospital, but that has always been a point of pride for me. I can always stay alive long enough to get back to the back of the tank. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that one, boss. That was the one where he ended up getting in a fist fight with Corsac. Which time? Okay, it was the time that I also got in the fist fight with you instead of running. Ah, right. <laughs> I'm content to start with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening to the Rogues Alliance Actual Play Podcast. For character bios, fan art, and more, check out our wiki page at roguesalliance.wikia.com. Music and sound effects are owned by LucasArts, Lucasfilm, Valve, The Walt Disney Company, or are from the sites freesound.org, freesfx.co.uk, and tabletopaudio.com. Questions and comments can be sent to feedback at roguesalliance.ca. Tune in every two weeks for more of our ongoing adventures as we blow stuff up, learn rules, and generally have a good time. Oh god, how horrible would it be if you just heard her say back and we go to Horizon Base? <laughs> you show up at Corellia? I should fucking hope that's worth a despair and not some threat. Go back, I know what you're doing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the force tells me this is good. You're like, oh, yeah. You're the boss. yeah. You just end up back at the Dolo farm. You're like, what? This is the last place they'll think to look for us. <laughs> yeah, like, I thought it was stupid, but Cass told me to. <laughs> it might be greedy, but I would kind of like to put the deflectors on the butt. Yeah, that was I was going to suggest that. Well, we have four in a row now. Yeah. Do we? Oh, yeah. then never mind. I think that the gun should be going next. But before Imperial goes, I, I think I should take my move. <laughs> that's not greedy. That's covering their butts. Literally. I'm sorry. I hate myself for saying that. Well, <laughs> aim. All right. The interceptor. The interceptor. All right. That could that couldn't possibly be a decision Cass would regret later in life. No. <laughs> such a dick. Oh, such a dick. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Can I spend a destiny point to make sure that it's not her brother? <laughs> or maybe can I spend a destiny point to make sure it is her brother so that it's simpler for me later? <laughs> if he can't spend it, can I spend it for the exact same thing? <laughs> don't forget the smooching. Yes, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Some, I would just some, call that friendship building. Yeah, some, some romance sparked. Says the woman who loads six hundred pounds of men into her vehicle every week. Hey, sometimes it's just you. Oh, it's been a 
while since anyone's made a fat joke at my expense. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's not even just a fat joke. That's an impressive feat. <laughs> Engine breaking with a faster than light drive. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's off Tatooine to get new hyperdrive. Wait, okay, so we might be going somewhere with a lot of threat. <laughs> really fucking quickly. <laughs> Alright, give me a second. Um so those cancel. He said we're going to Mon Telemary. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>